everyone. My name is Joseph Jennings. I'd like to thank you for agreeing to be interviewed for a podcast over teenagers funded by Southampton City Council Stronger Communities team and produced by We Make Southampton Community Media. This podcast series aims to explore the pandemic experiences of young people aged 12 to 18's attitudes towards vaccination and protective measures, as well as awareness and access to reliable and official sources of information. The first part of the interview will be about the period just before the pandemic was officially declared. Could you please introduce yourself? I'm Molly Redding. I'm 15 and I live in Southampton. Hi, I'm Phoebe Fall. I'm 15 years old. I live in Bitten, Southampton. Could you tell us a bit about your personal circumstances back in February slash March 2020? Who did you share your home with? I lived with my family, so my mum, my dad, my two sisters. So I live with my mum, my dad, my 12-year-old brother and my dog, Buster. How would you describe your daily routine of your family life? Me and my sisters were quite lucky in the fact that we were old enough to kind of take care of ourselves from day to day life. My mum had to start working from home. She had to work in my room because her study is part of my room. So we had to do a lot of sharing space, which wasn't the easiest. She permanently works from home now due to COVID. And my dad is a a critical worker, I think it's called. So he did go into work a few times, but he did have to work from home a bit as well. So we were all living together constantly around each other. Would you say that's affected your like daily routine then? Due to my mum working in a part of my room which is where she works every day when I come home from school or if she works late she'll always be in kind of my space which sometimes is very impractical for me as you can imagine so I think Covid's definitely impacted that but apart from that just going outside a bit I guess. We didn't really get out much but if we did go places Mottis Fon Abbey was quite a nice place to walk because obviously it's just outdoors in the fresh air so that was a good place to go if we were bored. Walks around the park were pretty convenient because we live right opposite. I'm dyslexic so I get extra help for that and at home my parents are very supporting and they give me lots of help that I need. They are very supporting and loving people. So it sounds like you were keeping really healthy. Would you say that's true or? Physically, I was okay. I don't think I was getting like the daily exercise, things like that when we were in lockdown to the point where we couldn't go to school. However, I think that mental health affects your physical health. I know that for a part of 2020, obviously mental health was a really big thing and people probably weren't in the greatest mind spaces. So then that affected my physical health a bit as well. To make my mental health healthier, I guess or happier I spent as much time with friends as possible even if it was over the phone yeah I would say I I was in good health yes obviously we were all in such a difficult situation I think not socializing with people was the hardest it was it was a struggle for everyone I think and not being able to go out and see friends or family for that matter was honestly the worst bit for me at the start of 2020 news reports of a new virus emerged from Wuhan China let's talk about the period of time uh, between the 11th of March when the World Health Organization declared the novel coronavirus outbreak a global pandemic and the 23rd of March 2020 when Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister at the time, announced the first national lockdown during an address to the nation. 
I think people in my friendship group thought, oh my God, if we get this, we're going to die instantly, which was obviously not the case. And in most cases, it was just a bad cold. So I think like when it first started, I was remembering really being quite scared and being scared to get it, seeing as people in the school were getting it. People were still not feeling that it was real or it hadn't hit everybody yet. It was a shock to everybody's system being in a school environment. There were actually quite a few theories circulating about the virus and about the pandemic. Did you hear about any of these? I heard, I heard a couple and I didn't necessarily believe any. I heard about how the government made it up. I thought, well, why would they, why would they do that? That's ridiculous. But I I heard that one and I heard another one about how cats and dogs could get it. If that's, I can't remember if that's true or not, actually. Cats and dogs could get it and then pass it on to humans. So that's how it first got here. At the time of COVID, were you aware about public health? Did you know that every local authority has a public health team and a public health director whose responsibility is to oversee the health improvement of their local population? I did not know that, no. Definitely not. I 100% didn't know that before COVID. Locally in Southampton, there are quite a few online meetings organised by public health with doctors answering questions from people about the virus. Do you know if your family knew about them and attended any of them? I don't think my family did participate in any of these. I don't think so. What did you think of the measures when you had to wear a mask and keep a two metre distance from other people? I think the two metre thing was definitely a good thing to have, especially in shops like Sainsbury's or, you know, food shop. If you ever went in the earlier days where only whoever wanted to come was allowed still, I think the two metre rule was very good. And if you were queuing in a line in one of those, you know, there'd be those little stickers on the floor. I also think the masks were very good. However, for some people, the masks did not turn out good at all and some people had cards and stuff to not wear them but I think mostly both of those health and safety precautions were very valid and very useful. I think the masks were a good measurement and for people who didn't wear them it was silly and they definitely should have been masks helped a lot to prevent the spread of COVID hand sanitizing through every shop that really helped as well and the two meter obviously it wasn't doable in every space because obviously spaces get crowded but that's where the masks come into play like they really help keep the water droplets from spreading to one another. Even with these measurements we had in place, did anyone in your family actually catch COVID? No, we were all really careful. My grandparents are high risk, so we were especially careful with them. We wore masks everywhere. We None of us caught it and we were really lucky with that. Hannah who got it first then Scarlett and then my mum got it and then my dad got it I was going strong and I thought you know what I won't get it it's going to be great and then at the very end after like the big huge pandemic was over and we were allowed out it was like the end of year 10 I got it and I was very surprised What changes did your family have to make to adapt to the new situation? Both of my parents own their own businesses so they're self-employed my mum 
works from home as a hairdresser so we have a salon attached to the side so she officially had to stop seeing clients my dad owns a flooring company so he was no longer working home learning my brother wasn't in secondary school yet he was still in primary school however I was in year nine and I was learning obviously GCSE stuff so I was trying to attend all my teams meetings getting my assignments done um but where I was dyslexic and not having that face-to-face interaction with a teacher I found that hard and difficult it really did affect me in the sense of not being able to pick up everything that I needed to know in maths English and science I couldn't ask for extra help because obviously teachers were at home as well which really sucked what would you say the school could have done differently to help I got diagnosed with dyslexia when I was in year six at the end and it always has affected me but it's not been a big thing because obviously I was in school and I could get the extra support and the extra help and there were teachers there to help me and support which was great. Lockdown came around I didn't realise how much it was going to affect me and the fact that teachers weren't there and obviously my parents didn't understand all the work so it was hard for them to help me to the full potential but it knocked down my confidence not knowing all about this work because when we arrived back at school it was just a real struggle and I'm a visual learner so being in a classroom helps me like learn it whereas being sat on a computer screen all day it doesn't keep my focus so I lost focus quite easily as well. Some teachers set a lot more work because I guess you can just do it from home. Whereas if you were in a lesson, you know damn right that you wouldn't have gotten through all of those slides if it was a real life class. I think they definitely could have given us more breaks. I remember in the middle of COVID when we were working from home, they let us off for a couple of days just to say, hey, here's a day for a break, catch up with your work. And those helped incredibly. And I think they really should have done more of them. What were your initial thoughts when you heard the vaccine was available to prevent the spread of the disease? I thought that was amazing. It wasn't a permanent one and they had to do trials for it. But it it almost felt like it was like finally all coming to an end. I thought, thank God, honestly, I was very happy and I think it was so incredibly important to get the vaccine, So, which is why, obviously, I did get the vaccine. I was incredibly happy when they came up with a vaccine because it would have just saved so many people and prevented people from getting it, especially the elderly. How would you say your family reacted to the news of the vaccine being available? None of us are anti-vaxxers. We all got the vaccine. We're all very happy about it. We were very positive about it. My parents got it, my grandparents got it, and my auntie got it. But when it became available to children, the secondary school years and teenagers, they didn't want me to get it at first. And I still don't have it. But obviously COVID is not completely gone, but it's not talked as much about now. But at the time, they were more sceptical of me and my brother getting it done. Do you know why they were sceptical if you haven't done? I think it was because, obviously, for children, it could have a different effect on them. There were things about being infertile for females and males. 
I heard some people talking about them not really knowing what's inside it or them thinking it was a scam or something about the government setting us up. One part of me wanted to laugh, honestly, but one part of me wanted to just say, you're being stupid, get the vaccine, it will help. But yeah, I definitely knew people who were against the vaccine and didn't get it, but I do not agree with them personally. In your opinion, do you think it's important to have a vaccine? I think it's so important for everybody to get the vaccine because you're not only helping yourself from getting the virus, you're helping other people preventing to get the virus as well. If one person gets it, it's not going to help. But if all of us get it, it will help everybody and it will prevent the spread of COVID so much and it will really reduce the numbers. So I thought definitely incredibly important to get the vaccine. I think that the majority of people have it done now and like I said COVID isn't as such of a big thing as it was and it's not as dangerous not as many people are worried about it now personally I would get it done obviously I haven't gotten it yet did any of them have an adverse reaction to the vaccine no not my family but I know people got like a bit ill from the vaccine or their arm hurted but like any other vaccine they felt not ill but like when you get in the vaccine like the next day you feel a bit down they kind of felt like that and their arm ache like as you would get a vaccine your arm would ache I definitely had two in school and then I had a booster one outside of school I don't know if there are more vaccines to be had but I think I had around three same with my family what do you think the best way to keep people your age group informed about transmittable illnesses and how to look after your health? I think online is a very impactful way of letting young people know about the virus and how they can help because especially people my age were all online and you know it's it's very easy to get hold of information online so if you want to inform people about something online is the way to go especially with my age group. I think how to look after your health also online is good but I also think talking about it with people letting them know personally so that they they can give it off to other people and then they can give it off to other people kind of like a domino effect so I think in person in real life is very impactful but I think the quickest way to do it and the most efficient way to do it is online so that everybody can get to it easily. I think giving them the truth and the honest truth obviously we're more covered from things like I think we just need to know the truth and be told everything that we need to know. I would like to say a huge thank you for listening on today's episode of COVID Teenage Podcast. It's been amazing listening to other teenagers' opinions on all things COVID. So thank you, Molly and Phoebe, for giving up your time to join me on this podcast by Southampton City Council's Stronger Community Team and produced by We Make Southampton Community Media. We'll see you guys all next time.